visitation. Go tell these people with the rapture takes place, they will have glorious bodies like mine. First John chapter 3, verse 2, and verse 3, which is the instruction, be pure, that the glorious body we will receive, you will receive, will be of purity. Hallelujah. I know you have put the glorious prophets of the Lord glorified to you on the screen on that matter. But then now, we saw very clearly that there is a whole generation that will not taste death. For them, they will be translated. They will actually be translated and they will go up straight. Glorified. That, that, that is the transformation of glorification. So it's very powerful, blessed people, that the Lord cares so much about you, right? So those who have died, remember, we read Daniel 12. Were we not in Daniel 12? For some time, that was our base scripture. And we saw that multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. And that was such a big, tremendous conversation. Some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. And I handled extensively that one, right? I really handled heaven, those who are glorified for heaven, in a very mighty way, including heaven, some of the activities you do in heaven, right? And then I handled the reality of hell. Are we together now? How serious it is. When you saw the principle, the concealed Messiah, Christ, stood up and lifted up his hands in verse 5 to 7, then and 12, and he vowed, and he swore, and he oughted by he that lives forever. And he said, these things must take place. Meaning, one day the church must enter heaven. Meaning, one day the wicked must enter hell. And so yesterday we handled the lake of fire. Was it yesterday? It, it was yesterday, yes. The lake of fire, the reality of hell. And you saw that it's virtually unbearable. And that's why Jesus saved me. Jesus saved us. Jesus saved you. The meaning is what? That he saved you from the lake of fire. Hallelujah. He literally saved you from the Father, right? He saved you from God the Father, from the wrath of the Father. And then we saw the resurrection of those who are asleep and the grand reunion. Did we see that? And then we saw most importantly how to prepare. It was a complete message on the rapture of the church, right? Hallelujah. And remember, I was still under the rapture. It's a bigger way you that are in the countries where I've come to. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 15, I mean 13 to, to 18 is a very big message. Where I handle verses 13 and 14 very carefully. The resurrection being the foundation of our faith. Hallelujah. So that I will handle again as the Lord leads. Okay. So in a nutshell as I'm running through this. And the age of the church we can see there. In a nutshell as I'm running through this. We saw the following. That the importance of the rapture. Is because. Is because the Lord finally. Will bring an end to the church age. Are we together? They are to bring an end to the church age so that you can now move the progression, progress the timeline. Hallelujah. And then number two, to allow, the, again I'm just saying it here, progression of God's prophetic calendar by allowing the revealing of the Antichrist. Hallelujah. To progress the timeline by allowing the revealing of the Antichrist. And there are many scriptures there. I think on this one, if I get someone who can read for me so fast, it will be better because this is not the message yet. If you can be able to read first, second Thessalonians chapter two, six and ten. If you can read fast, okay. If you can't, it's alright. Because the me- I want to begin on tonight's message, but I just want to summarize this for you all. 
Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 6 and 10. And now you know what withhold it, that he might be revealed in his time. Yeah. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Yes. Only he who now let it, let it will let until he be taken out. Thank you. So that, that's right. He's saying that he's holding him back not to reveal him. And when the rapture happens, then he will reveal him. That's why I said he will reveal, he will progress the timeline by revealing the Antichrist. That's the importance of the rapture, right? Are we together? In Daniel chapter 2, we saw verses 44, 45, don't read it. That one, it says, that one, it says, the eternal kingdom of God, the rock, you understand, that became a mountain. That is the kingdom he wants to unveil by progressing the prophetic timeline of God, right? Hallelujah. And in, in the process, Revelation chapter 6, we began to see the wrath, the four horsemen, you know, and the, the, what they do, and then we come the trumpet, the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments. Remember, I've been before the throne of God in heaven on each of the four occasions when the Lamb of God has opened the seal, the first four seals on the Holy Scroll of God. I've given you details, and I've told you, look, those horsemen, look, focus on me now for a moment, because we have new people here, so I have to say this well for them, because otherwise they might wonder, hey, why, why are they released and rapture, you know, the tribulation noted? Let me explain to you this. He has shown me the breaking of the seals. On every occasion, I have been before the throne of God. When the Lamb of God opens the first four seals, each of those seals is specifying, specifies for the release of the horsemen. So the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And I've given you here even greater details on some of the inner secrets, the inner things about eternity, right? You remember, for example, when I gave the prophecy, when, when I said the Lord took me up into glory, and he showed me the break of the third seal, and the third creature came, and the third uh, horseman came, the black horse, and I stopped him, remember? When I stopped him, and then the black horse stood, and the Lord, by, by design, he wanted me to know something about this black horse. He makes the black horse, when he stands, I'm standing near the black horse, physically, in Spanish, physically, he makes the black horse stretch out glorious white wings, my Lord. Like this. And the glory flows from the wings before the throne of God like this. And the, and the wings touch me. You remember that very well. Some other details that were not in the Bible, right? When the time comes, now the Lord, what he kept, he puts on the table, the cards. Now look at this now. You remember when I went to, I don't want to mention the school. It was actually in Nakuru. Yes, uh, at the girls' school there. So in that, that, that uh, August 23rd, 24th, Saturday, Sunday, 2008, and I gave that prophecy. I said, I have seen the release of uh, the, the, the black horse, and that represents famine, global economic crisis. And then in three weeks, look at this now, in three weeks, all the global financial markets crushed. And it began with Lehman Brothers. The Global Investment Bank crashed in New York and all the stocks in New York, London, Wall, Shanghai, the whole world, global economic crisis began. And I said, the Lord was doing that to affirm to you that these things I'm saying about the tribulation, they are going to take place in the tribulation. So the horsemen operate in the tribulation, but Kionjo, the grace, the Lord showing you a little window of what is coming, like COVID, 
Remember when the pale horse was released and I said a lot of diseases are coming to the earth and death. And the Lord to confirm that, he uses me to give a prophecy on coronavirus. On Ebola and many other Zika in Brazil, I went to Rio de Janeiro, Sao Paulo, saying disease is coming, mosquitoes are going to bite people, until mosquitoes became an issue with Zika virus, fulfilled when they did not repent. This, the Lord is simply telling you that the things I'm saying are serious, they're going to be fulfilled. So, prepare to get out of here, like coronavirus. I've seen the worst diseases and viruses and coronas in the great tribulation. And so, even the locusts, when I call for locusts, when I announce locusts, and it's bigger than Egypt, become global locusts. Every country. The Lord is simply saying that He will call for locusts in the tribulation, the satanic locusts. Because you have to do so. The Lord would have to use me to call, to make those prophecies. Why? That they may not think it's climate change. Hallelujah. That they may believe in God. Remember the reason for the tribulation, the judgment, God is trying to stop them from going to hell, right? Are we together? And so, we saw all that blessed people, and at the same time, we saw that God must evacuate his people that have said that the purpose for bringing you the message of the rapture is to do what? To awaken the church. Are we together? I'm just summarizing what we've seen so I can start tonight's message, which is very important. Tonight's message is very critical. That the purpose of bringing you, announcing to you, God showing me and sending me to the church to announce the rapture of the church which is coming, is to awaken the church, look at this now, to take their Christian salvation more seriously. Number two, to take holiness more seriously. Number three, take righteousness more seriously. Number four, to be alert now, alert anytime it can happen. Hallelujah. And so the horsemen of the apocalypse, they operate in the tribulation, in fact, in the first half. And they kill one quarter, two billion people, one quarter of the earth. But now, after the Lord shows me the break of the seal they release, the Lord makes me make prophecies relating to them, and they are fulfilled globally, shaking the whole earth, to let you understand that surely it is true, if you don't prepare for rapture, alafu ingie kwenye diki, itakwambaya sana. It will be very bad. Hallelujah. So he's added grace to you. God is adding grace to you. Right? And emphasizing these things. And so, another reason why the Lord now, in that cause, in that case, tells me to bring in the rapture, to pronounce to you the rapture of the church, bring in the announcement, is now to stop the abuse of the grace. Right? We handle the book of Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 to 6. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 to 31. Again, Hebrews chapter 6, 4 to 6. And then Hebrews 10, 26 to 31. And then Second Peter chapter 2, 19 to 22. Hallelujah. We handle the scriptures where God, look at this now. The Lord is warning the present day church. If you look at the church in Nairobi here, the women are naked. Wanawake utembea uchi ndani ya kanisa. Ukiingia ndani ya kanisa, in fact, remember the first time when I just landed like this, when the Lord, you know, he normally takes me around in the spirit. He was taking me, he was showing me night kesha. Kesha's in the church, but the next morning the watchmen are picking condoms in the church compound. So, the fall is obvious and global, Right? Because in Brazil, we are handling the homosexuality that has inundated the country. 
That is the big battle we are doing there in Western Europe and so forth. To clean up the church, that the church may prepare for the coming of the Messiah. Be righteous and holy. But that tells you that there is a generalized fall in the church. And that's why this is such a quality time when the Lord can bring an awakening to the church, right? That the church may now go back to the original gospel, the primary gospel, the basic gospel of the cross and the blood of Jesus. Please, tonight you are going to see that, okay? You are going to see that it's going to be very powerful here. Hallelujah. And so there is so much to talk to you about and to tell you about that if I started summarizing everything we've seen, that would be a sermon on its own, right? It would be a sermon on its own. But uh, we saw that, uh, just jumping here and there, that again, I'm just running real quick, that in Revelation chapter 10, verses, verse 10, it says, He will rescue the church before rapture. Before tribulation, rather. He will rescue the church in the rapture before tribulation. Hallelujah. Because you have faithfully kept my command, I also will remove you from the hour of trial. We saw that very clearly. We saw that the church is exempted from uh, the tribulation. Are we together? We saw very clearly that God's intention is not to harm you, right? But to secure you and save you. And we saw that even the naming of the 70th week is called the day of Jacob's trouble. Israel, right? Even by nomenclature, name. So he's focusing on Israel. And we read from Ezekiel 20 verses 34 to 38 where he talks about passing Israel, the house of Jacob, under the road. Under judgment, blessed people, right? Just step by step as I finish up now so we may get started tonight. We saw that uh, in Hosea chapter, read it, Hosea chapter 5, 14, 15, we saw that when God comes and the hour of visitation beholds, you must capture it. We saw that if you don't, the consequences are unbearable. Hosea chapter 5, 14, 15, read real quick, real quick. For I will be unto Ephraim as a lion, and as a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear and go away. I will take away, and none shall rescue him. I will go and return to my place. I will go and return to my place. How do you return to your place unless you came? Hallelujah. And that's the time when the glory lifted and they went away because they did not recognize the hour of their visitation. And even when the Messiah now comes, you remember what the Messiah said, now you will not see me again until you say that blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It's a very serious thing when God visits you. The visitation of God is serious, blessed people. It's a very big thing. Make sure you catch it. Like now the cloud has come. I have called the cloud of God, captured on video. In fact, I don't know whether these days why they don't show. Normally you see a finger, someone doing a finger like this on it, that you may know this is video. Normally someone does a finger when he's recorded, he does like this. What were you doing? Live. Hallelujah. And these days they are not showing it here. But among the recordings we have, when people are recording him over the tent, even they did the finger like this, so that you know this is a video. You saw even the cloud in Israel when I called Jehovah to guard the border and he came in this cloud. You saw the soldiers were recording. They also did this. They did this. No, this is video, right? This is video. Hallelujah. You will see them doing the finger like this, saying this is video. That you may know this is video. Very tremendous. You see that? You see the finger? That you may know this is a video. 
So, so yes, nowadays they don't do it, my sons. Yeah. But anyway, we saw that until so so until they 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 they, 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 they their guilt hits them. Till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face, in their affliction they will seek me early. And if you see very clearly now your news, that affliction is beginning on Israel. If you check your news now, because you find that, so you are sitting down, you find that when you finish, always sit down until I call you. So, uh, you, you find that, uh, look at this now, you find that even some of those hostages, hostages that Hamas took, like the, ba- the children or all the, all the girls, they went and sold them. They sold to another terrorist group. And now they're trying to look for them, they can't find them because the Lord makes that happen, my Lord. That your, your children will be sold. Yeah. He says, that affliction, until they realize their guilt, until they realize they need the Lord. I've shared here, it's not something I want to share in the public, but I've shared that when I've met senior people from Israel, I have spoken to them about this. Because remember, the Lord gave me a rose and then in a dream, and when I was going to meet them, and then with tongues, and say, go meet them. I've shared with them this, that you will need the Lord to protect you. Okay? The Lord's protection. Okay? Yes, I know you can have intelligence, you can have satellites, you can have weapons, a nuclear bomb and what, but you need the Lord. You need the Lord's protection. <laughs> Hallelujah. Very serious. So, we saw all that, and we saw that uh, that time will be so bad because two out of three will be killed. During the Holocaust, one out of three was killed. Zechariah chapter 13, we saw verses 7 and 9. Two thirds, two out of three will be killed. It's a massacre. But that one third will now accept Jesus. And if you read the book of Daniel 12, which we handled at the end, there when the power of God's holy people is broken, finally broken. And then at that time, we now read again from Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, when he said, they will cry, they will mourn when they look at the one that they did what? They pierced. Now he comes, when all the armies have surrounded them, he comes to strike the armies, and he comes to the plague of God. Now the Messiah coming to fight for them, right? We saw that blessed people. And so, I think we are in a good place to get started, unless, uh, unless I read for you, the book of uh, Psalm. I can read Psalm 27 as I finish this. Psalm 27 we read together. That's Psalm. Psalm 27 verse 5. Which characterized the, the rapture really. The Lord now taking away the church. Psalm 27 verse 5. Psalm 28 verse 5. Psalm 27 verse 5. He says the following. He says, For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling place. And he will hide me in the pavilion of his shelter, pavilion of his tobacco. Again, he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high on a rock. Can you read the King James, if you don't mind, one moment? Very quick. In For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Mm-hmm. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. That is very powerful. Have you seen that? He shall hide me. In Psalm 27 verse 5. Meaning there is much, okay, let me translate because the world is, the whole earth is here. He's saying, when things will be bad, 
which we see in Revelation chapter 3 verse 10 that the tribulation is coming to the whole known world the entire earth it will be Maryland, it will be New York it will be Louisiana it will be everywhere really there is nowhere to hide even in the bunkers the whole known world right so in Revelation chapter 3 verse 10 read it real quick because I want to finish and begin the sermon so that I can now read alone not you real quick real quick because thou hast kept the word of my patience because thou hast kept the word of my patience I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation I also will keep thee from the hour from a time of dispensation hour of temptation hour of trial which shall come upon all the world all the key word for you to underline there is all meaning there is nowhere to hide so if you say in the book of Psalm 27 verse 5 that I will hide you I will hide you in the hidden place in the pavilion of my shelter. That place cannot be on the earth. That place is in heaven now. And that's why he comes to take you in the rapture of the church, right? Can you read the book of uh, Exodus 33 verse 21? So I can finish. And I, let me describe that before he reads. And the Lord took me and he put me on a cliff. A very, very tall cliff. And then he held me because it was really very deep. Until his glory passed like this. Yes, that vision. Can you handle that? In the book of Exodus 33 verse 21. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. Finish it. And it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Hallelujah! There is a rock, there is a place nearby, near him up there, right? Where the church, I know he's very personal in this case, but there is a place near him up there where he will put the church on the rock that is Christ, right? Until he has passed over this place, as we saw in the book of Isaiah 26, 19 to 21, right? And I think we pretty much finished this uh, Right now, the rapture of the church we saw in John chapter 14. We saw very clearly that he's going to prepare a place for you, and then he comes for you in First Corinthians 15, 1. I mean, verses 50 to 58, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, and then we also saw in the book of Romans chapter 8, uh, we saw verse uh, 11 and so forth. Many other scriptures that we handle, blessed people, and I think we are now set. Uh, I just want to handle just one touch and then we'll start the message tonight. Uh, we also saw eagerly awaiting for a savior from heaven. Is that right? Eagerly, and we based it strictly on the scripture in Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Eagerly awaiting a savior from heaven. There's something I want to raise there. Because when it's now, he says, Go tell these people. The, the vision of October 18th, 2021, God tells these people that when the rapture takes place, they will have glorious bodies like mine. And the scripture that anchors that vision is First John chapter 3, verse 2, but even more importantly, Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Both scriptures do that. They talk about the glorious body that you'll get like that of Christ, right? So the one of Philippians 3, 20 and 21, look at what he says. We saw clearly that in Philippians chapter 3, 20 and 21, he says, where we eagerly
eagerly await a savior. From where? From where we eagerly await a savior. And we thought that surely yes, our savior, if you read the book of Acts chapter 1, he was raptured into heaven. Acts chapter 1, 9 and 11. He went up, so surely he is in heaven. For me, I have seen him in heaven. But for you, you know that scripture is very clean and clear. He went into heaven. Right? And number two, we saw yesterday from the book of Isaiah 63, when he says he's coming from, remember the vision I described to you yesterday? When the Messiah appeared, everybody just focus on me. Focus on me, this is very big. When the Messiah appeared in that vision on the right hand side of the sky, the trumpet, the voice of the archangel, I know even how the trumpet will sound. I've gone all over the world sounding it, right? It will sound like this. That is how the trumpet will sound. And I know even the words that the archangel will say. Because he sh- I think I published this on the web. He said, look, the Lord is about to appear in the sky. Hallelujah. And so the glory came on that side. When the glory is shown on that side, tremendous glory, I even see it now. Then the cloud. He came with the clouds, the glory, and he stood there. I've described the golden crown. I've described the, 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 the golden sash. And I've described the red robe, right? That is horizontal, like, like the diagonal, right? like this. The, the red robe. Uh, well, I, I, I will just give you this up to that point. I can't give you more than that. And then, I said, he, the first thing he did, he took the nail-pierced hand, the glorious hand, and he showed me like this. When he gained eye contact with me. And then he took the same hand, and he prepared the crown, and he walked across the sky towards the left, right? And I said, wherever he touched, there was what? footprint of glory glory so nilikuwa naweza kaona mali popote nyayo zake pale mekanyaga utukufu kutukufu tukufu tukufu as he walked across and i said wow could it be that the lord brought his glorious feet the king of glory brought his glorious feet on our dusty roads and we are still refusing to accept him as lord of our hearts could it be true that the king of glory brought his glory into our muddy roads to come and argue with the pharisees daily until he is tired of arguments and so he walked up to the other end and showed me the other hand, then pierced and prepared the crown. Then remember I said, Lord, take me with you. Because the Lord made me know that it's about to disappear. He's about to enter in. And then he turned slowly like this. The message said that your time is not yet. He looked down, then he turned slowly like this, and the cloud covered him in. I shared that vision. So for me, I know because I've seen him into heaven, I've seen him at the throne also. Remember the glorious lamp that is slaughtered and, and uh, the blood flows when he stretched his neck to gain eye contact with me and the blood flowed on his glorious chest as if slain and slaughtered at the center of the throne receiving worship, my Lord. Are we together? And so what I'm saying is this, what I'm saying is the following, what I'm saying is the following, that uh, for me I know that he is in heaven, but I'll simply align in that for you with scripture. That if you go to the book of Acts chapter 1, 9 and 10, it is true he was raptured up as the disciples were astonished. Men of Galilee, why do you look so distressed like this, astonished? Aren't you aware that the same Jesus who has been taken up from you will come back in like manner? And then we saw now uh, in the book of Isaiah 63 verses 1 to 5, he is riding from Bozrah and his garment is spattered with blood. 
And who is this coming? Why are you riding? Why is your garment is coming in his strength, in the, the might of his victory? Why is your garment ready? And then he say, mighty to save. So indeed he is the savior, right? And so we know very well that he's coming to judge sin, right? So that much we know. I'm simply trying to run through what we have seen until now. But what is the purpose of him saying in that scripture that when it's time for talking about glorification, then he says, but your citizenship is not of this earth, but our citizenship is of heaven. Is in heaven. Look at this now. What is the purpose? I'm just summarizing. Begin the message now. The reason he says so is the following. We saw and I repeat it here even better. Is the following. That the moment you become born again, you are see, you remember Adam came and fell, right? And mankind is doomed, right? But the moment you become born again and receive Christ, look at this now. That is the moment your citizenship changes instant. Look at this now. Look at this now. Changes instant. And you now become, the, it's transferred, essentially. Transferred into heaven. You become a citizen of heaven. And he's saying the purpose for that, focus on me now. Why God does that? Is that he may disconnect you from the earth. From the world. Are we now understanding very well? It's very deliberate by the Lord. That now, look now, once you know that your citizenship is in heaven, your heart may be there. And we have seen very clearly that if your citizenship is in heaven, then God expects now that you anticipate the coming of the Messiah with enthusiasm, with anxiety. Enthusiasm because you are very happy that he's going to come and remove you from the troubles of this world, number one. With anxiety and fear and trembling. Why? Because you fear if you miss, if you miss it, you're in trouble. That you may now put more treasure on matters of heaven more value and priority. And if you look at the church globally, I've been all over the world with announcing, announcing the coming of the Messiah. I can tell you that the church globally is not ready. They are actually now more focused on the earth. So that's very serious, blessed people. Are we together? And that is the purpose why he tells you that your citizenship is in heaven. For example now, in the book of Leviticus 25, verse 33, let him read King James. Uh, he is not going to read the, the Bible in the, when I begin the message, just for now. Don't worry, I'm going to use him for a moment, and then I'll tell him to sit forever. I mean, not forever, but uh, for, for as long as the service is on. Leviticus 25:23 says, The land shall not be sold forever. For the land is mine, for ye are strangers and sojourners with me. That is the reason he says your citizenship is in heaven. Because he wants to disconnect you totally from the earth. The land is not yours. And so you, just, you are just sojourners, you are just tenants. You are just pilgrims, passers by. Are we together? And that's a very, very clear message. They're important for this generation that values land. They buy land. For speculatory value. They buy a lot of land so that in future the value will be up. My children will make money or something. But I have never seen anyone buried in their grave with a house or with a land. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's saying it is not yours, right? First Chronicles 29.15, read it for me. Hallelujah. First 
Chronicles 29:15. If you read, I finish. In a hurry. First Chronicles 29:15. For we are strangers before thee, Hallelujah. and sojourners, mm-hmm. as were all our fathers. Mm-hmm. Our days on the earth are as a shadow, and there is none abiding. That was the purpose. In the book of James, he also, don't worry, sit down. He also says, we are like a breath. We are like a breath or some smoke which is here now and is blown away. So that is the reality the Lord wanted to bring to you. And remember in so doing, then I connected you to Hebrews chapter 11, where Abraham looked forward to a greater city, a city whose architect is God, whose builder is God, a more eternal city now. Hallelujah. That's how we went along that journey. And then the message that was transmitted from there, if you remember very well, it was a message of the imminence of return Matthew 24, 44, 45, I mean 42, 44 we read yesterday, that nobody knows the day or the hour, right? Therefore prepare. I also mentioned the book of Matthew 25, where the, the wise virgins, foolish virgins, but then at the end he said, prepare, because you don't know the day and the hour. But that is the most important message in that parable, that now be ready all the time, because you do not know the day or the hour. We saw that very well. And we also saw Luke chapter 8, chapter 2 rather, can you read 8 and 14 in a hurry, really? I, 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 I need to finish this, right? So we can begin today's message, blessed people. This is serious stuff, right? It's already a message on its own, right? Luke chapter 2, read for me 8 to 10. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Very powerful. He says, Now, because of the imminence of his return, look at this now. He says that even the first coming when he came, in the first coming when he came, blessed people, even in that coming, he came to the shepherds. Because the shepherds walikesha. Wale wachungaji wakondo walikuwa Wengine walilala. Nabwana mwenye wako minguni aneza kawana wale ambao wamekesha na wale ambao wamefainini wamelala. The Lord saw. He saw others asleep, but he saw the shepherds in their third watch. So he brought the good news that the Messiah has come to those who are at watch, on watch. Hallelujah. We saw that very clearly, that you need to be on watch, on alert all the time, right? Even this time is coming to those about Rekesha, those who are waiting for his return, right? Then the type of obedience, we saw the type of obedience he's looking for. Even the waiting, that type of waiting like the shepherds, we read from John chapter 5, right? Where we saw the cripples, the disabled that used to be laid before the pool called Bethesda, right? And when Jesus comes, he finds this cripple who is 38 years in this condition. He's soiling himself. He's peeing on himself. I mean, he, he's waiting for the Lord. He's waiting for one day when the Lord will remember him. 
Then the Lord jumps over all the others and lifts him up. Remember that very well. We saw that very clearly. And the type of obedience, do you remember the type of obedience? Can you read the book of uh, Genesis 22? Just read from verse 1 on and then I will explain to them. The type of obedience. In a hurry please. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains. Which Thank I will you. Just leave it at that. Thank you very much. We saw the type of obedience the Lord is looking for. Wow. That is serious. First of all, this boy was a miracle, right? He was beyond the age of even having a child. His wife was beyond the age of bearing a child. And then, he said that all the world would be blessed through this boy, right? The Messiah is going to come through him. Having said that, then the same Lord Yahweh comes back to him and says, very clear, my, my Bible is clear. He said, Abraham, he said, here I am. Okay, take your child. He named names. The Lord named names. He said, he wasn't ambiguous. He said, take one of your children and do this. No. Take your child, your only son, whom you love. His name is Isaac. There was no confusion. His name is Isaac. He, he touched Isaac. I'm a good Abraham. Touch the heart of Abraham. And he said this. Take him. He didn't say take him and when you reach somewhere, I'll tell you what to do. Not at all. He said, take him to a mountain, I'll show you, so you can slaughter, you can sacrifice him for me. Now look at this now. Abraham had been offering burnt offering. So he knew it involved slaughter. It involved kukata. He knew very well. Do you remember when he used to slaughter open the animals and the Lord would pass like this? Yeah. He said, your son, not another, the only son, not the one you hate, but the one you love, not the one I'm confused about, the one by Hagar or which one, no, Isaac, in name by name, the one that was promised to bring the Messiah, go and slaughter. And the Lord said, that that is the type of obedience he expects from the church. Wow. That is a tall bridge. Huh? But the purpose of focusing your citizenship in heaven is the following. Number one, that you should rubbish anything that is treasurable on this earth. That you may now develop a reprioritization of your value system, value systems, the treasure in heaven. That you should rubbish the treasures the earth is throwing to the church. The, the earth in Arusha, Magari, Manyumba, Maardi, Manini, Mavisa, Zamarikani, my Lord. Let me say it in English. 
the world is throwing to them vehicles and homes and US visas. You become a US citizen, you get a job, your wife and what. He's saying that the purpose of transferring the citizenship is that you may now rubbish those so-called pleasures the earth is fronting, throwing at you.